Jason my with a firm tug. It's a little tight, I said on a slight gasp. His eyes gleamed when he replied, it's perfect. Is it, Bam? It is, you know. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Good work, good work, good work. (laughs) Bam, Nicole. (laughs) I'm so ready to get into this episode. So am I. Let me tell you something. You came into the studio, your eyebrow was already up. I knew something was going to be good today. Like you said, this is a very special week yeah. because some stuff is happening. Yeah. The subject, the subjects. Yes. Plural, more than one. Yep. Uh-huh. Of this week have been on our long-term roster and we've been trying to figure out how to cover it, how right, to make it so right, that it makes sense. Right. And today it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> it makes Thirsty perfect sense. <laughs> Our thirst object. Yes. We are talking about mm. the Jasons. Expound on that, please, Nicole. We got Jason Sudeikis. Listen. And Jason Mizukis. Listen okay. the fuck up. The funny, a little, you know, edgy, but, you know, also kind of scary a little bit sometimes. Yeah, very weird. Yeah. Very intense. Yeah. They both have a set of eyes on them. That wow. says a lot of things. Yeah. And I'm prepared to listen. <laughs> I would like to read their newsletter and perhaps subscribe to their publications. Yeah, I don't want to do any of that. I want to do <laughs> a little bit more. But I you was know. being very, very genteel. Yes, yes I, I appreciate you. <laughs> it's called a newsletter mm-hmm, with air quotes. Mm-hmm. No, I, I have such strong feelings for both the Jasons. Yeah. Both my comedy Jasons. Yeah. Um, they invoke something in me that is slightly out of the norm of my thirst right 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 yeah i i feel more for sudeikis than mizukis i feel strongly about both i'm sorry (laughs) this is a very thirsty time in my life i I, yeah i understand the doors are wide open (laughs) and i just i just want to welcome in all the guests yeah so we're we're gonna talk about why they are so for lack of a better word hot yeah and why you know if they you know, sent a twinkle our way, we would definitely uh, subscribe to their newsletter. Thank you I so would. much. <laughs> Thank you so much for following my lead on this. Thank you. I appreciate it. So listen, Thirst Buckets, grab a glass of something cold or hot, depending on your mood. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the Jasons. Let's get into it, Bim. All right, let's do it. Okay. Who should we start with first? I want to start with Sudeikis. Yes, let's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm sure I saw him before Saturday Night Live. Um, I'm I don't know, but I think it is the red tracksuit from the What's Up with That sketch yes, that really, yes. you know, I'm looking at him dancing, and again, you know, the bar is pretty low for white men to be on beat. Listen, but he was on beat. He was on beat, and sometimes <laughs> I. Cover your ears, Bam. Okay. Sometimes in that tracksuit, oh, there were no. things that were moving <laughs> no. to the beat along with him in no. those pants. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I see it. I see you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I see you. Hey, I woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had to head on down to school because the teacher said, everybody put on your thinking 
was just like, oh, he's he's a problem. He's somebody that I need to have in my life in some kind of way. I also, like you, I cannot remember seeing him in a lot of things before SNL. Mm-hmm. He's very regular. Like, yeah. he's not like, and this is no shade to Mr. Sudeikis, who is lovely. But, like, he's not the kind of person that you see him on the street and you, like, do a double take. Like, what was that? Mm-hmm. He's very normal. He's very right. regular looking. He right. looks like literally 500 other men on yeah. any given day of the week. But there's something about his energy on energy. SNL. Energy. See? Yes. There's something about him that you think, A, me and you would have a really fun time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's the kind of person to take you on an adventure date. Mm. Like, he'd be, he, you know, he'd be like, why don't you just make sure you have your passports? And oh. grab a coat, put on a hat. You'd be like, I guess. And then it would be the best day of your life. Like, he would uh. take you on some ridiculous whatever. What are you doing? We're going apple picking. Then we're going to go to blah, blah, blah. Then we're going to fly a rocket to the moon. And you're like, all right, Jason, <laughs> I guess. He has that energy of someone who is, I use this word very, very sparingly, but I believe it in his case. He's impish. Yes. Yes. And it gets right to the edge of frat boy. Yes, which right. is the region yeah. we do not travel to because right. there be monsters. Right, but he just gets right before. there, and yeah. then he turns into the grown man. Yeah, it's just something. It's something there, and I always knew from that damn red tracksuit. <laughs> I always knew that he had. He was working with something, right? And, you know, not just on a physical like his attributes, yeah, but his ability to. Um, read your body yeah i think he's the kind of person who is taking mental notes the whole time yes the whole time and that's um that's what works with his comedy and his ability to improv and like move the scene because he will let other people be super ridiculous the one that's like all the kramer energy you know whatever and he is not necessarily the straight person but he is the one that's like i'm gonna keep it you know calm even keel yeah 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 but that calm even killness is funny as hell and so will have funny. you on the floor right i just love him i love um that he brings these you know levels to his comedy and he knows how to respond and react to other people in whatever he's doing let's talk about his face my favorite bit for me is what he does with his eyes and what he does with his mouth <laughs> like i'm he- sorry <laughs> i just keep thinking i was thinking of all the examples because he he's so I don't want to say he's subtle because obviously he's doing things that you can notice yes but it's just such strong finishing work it's interior work yes that's what the subtlety is he's he's thinking through his character he's thinking through the comedy he wants to deliver and then you see it he expresses (laughs) the thought so clearly you're like I I have no doubt what your intention is Mm -hmm. for this bit of comedy and that's what it is he's such a he does so much of the work inside but his face for me is incredibly mobile. He does a thing where he kind of twists his mouth. He, he does wry very, very well. Yes, he has yes. quite a wry face to yeah. begin with. Like, almost like, listen, I know what I look like. Yeah. I know that I'm, you know, average, whatever. Yeah. And, and then, then he, he gives you more. Yeah. And he, he's not given those, you can play a teenage boy role. No, because that's know? not his face. Yeah. He's a man. Yeah. I feel like he was a man when he was seven. Like, he has the <laughs> face of a man who has had that face for literally decades. <laughs> So like he he again that keen understanding of what I can do and what I can do well. Mm-hmm. He plays befuddled really well, yes. Which is why he plays an excellent Joe Biden, yes. On SNL, yes. Just kind of like this man who's kind of like got too many limbs and is kind of flailing a little bit and it's just a little bit useless. Mm-hmm. But he's charming, eh? He's, rough, he's got rough and ready charm. He's all right. It's kind of like all right. So yeah. So there's SNL work. 
Right. SNL work. And then he started doing movies. Mm-hmm. And again, he was, you know, it took a while for him to get to the point where he was the leading man in a in a movie. For sure. He which, played lots of best friends. Yeah. Lots of friends. Which I think playing those best friend roles, those were a way for him to just kind of build up his uh, filmography, build up his career so that once he did get to leading man st- status, he had earned it. But I think Jason Sudeikis took his time, mm-hmm. learned what he needed to do, learned what he needed to learn rather and just kind of uh, went from there. And And so it gave him time. So whether it was by his design or by casting directors or whatever, I'm glad of it. Because I do think, like you said, it allowed him to kind of just like feel his way, figure out what he wanted to do. And, you know, of course, he's done a lot of comedy. um, But I also like that because of that, he's also kind of edged out a little bit. He's kind of he's kind of expanded his 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 palette as it were. He's painting with all the colors of the wind. He went into more dramedies, Mm -hmm. you know, these dramatic comedies or things that are very dramatic but with a strong little edge of comedy to them like something like Drinking Buddies which was a really interesting film I don't know I hesitate to say it was good but I didn't mind watching it that's what I'm see that's one of those films I watched it and I was like well that was a film right how do I feel right I don't know but I remember seeing the trailer and I was like ha these white people have got me again I'm gonna watch (laughs) and then I did right (laughs) but it was Sleeping with Other People in 2015 yes let's let's let me yes. let me readjust in my chair. <laughs> that movie, I didn't know what to expect. So I saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. I saw that it was by Leslie Headland, mm-hmm. who I'm a huge fan of because she did Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So I was already interested. Mm-hmm. And I said it was Alison Brie, who I had much enjoyed right. on Community. Mm-hmm. I thought this is a woman with excellent comedy chops. And then I saw Jason Sudeikis. And that was when I was like, screw, hold on. Yeah. Because Jason Sudeikis in a rom-com, actually, it turns out, is one of those dreams I had had, but hadn't articulated. Right. And he is playing someone that, again, is kind of smarmy, you know, just kind of (laughs) like, you're awful. But also, I will let you come upstairs. (laughs) I... I, I love how you say upstairs. I'm so glad you didn't say downstairs. <laughs> no, because I see, you know, like him showing up to buzz, uh, you know, the my door. Uh-huh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> is that what he's doing? All right. And I'm just like, oh, you're awful. But also the sex is really good. So come on up. I see. Yeah. Wow. What Which an is, insight into Nicole's psyche. <laughs> Which is basically what he was playing in this movie. This, you know, he was someone that when we when the movie first starts, it's a flashback scene to when these two characters meet in college and you know, he's not really a ladies' man, you know, so to speak. He's, you know, uh, virginal. He doesn't know what's going on, how he's going to get girls or whatever. But then we see him as an adult, and he is trying to run game on a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. It's kind of, um, like you said, it's a very... It's kind of toxic masculinity, like yeah. in a in a small cliche nutshell. Like this is a guy who is just kind of burning his way through women and really discarding like a trail of broken hearts mm-hmm. and and just like her egos and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he bumps back into an old college person that he knew, played by Alison Brie, right? And they reconnect. They discover that their lives have taken various turns, right? And they become friends as adults. Right. But they are also friends who want to do it with one another. Right. Because their chemistry is unmistakable Mm -hmm. and it's irresistible. And I think, you know, the point of the movie, which I don't know that I agree with, but, you know, it's a fantasy, right? Right. Is this idea that 
you know, a man knows who he wants to be with for the rest of his life. And until he's able to get with that person, he's just going to be a hoe. <laughs> you know, like he's, right. he's got to go and do his whatever and then he'll come back around to yes, you. Yes, so his wild oats yes. and sets around yes. such bullshit. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that stands out for us in this movie, because, you know, we're always like looking for when a black woman is getting loved on, getting some good attention in any kind of way. Right. And there is a scene yeah. where Jason's character, Jake, hooks up with this black woman. Yes. She's called Thea. Um, mm-hmm. And we know about her because Jake, he's telling uh, his friend Lainey, played by Alison Brie, about their time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, uh, let's have a little listen in. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. So uh, I've been seeing this gal, Thea, right? Uh, she's black. And Wait, just... stop. Does this story end with you doing something super racist? Oh, my God, no. Why are you telling me she's black? I don't know. I, I'm just trying to give you a mental picture, that's all. Okay, racist. Keep going. Okay, well, we go see a movie during the day, and she's super smart and cool and also gorgeous, but I do what we talked about. I do not sleep with her. I wait four days and I call her and we go out again. Mm-hmm. All right? No sex. I mean, we hook up, but I don't like finger her or anything. Awesome. So I call her last night. Well, and then she's like, Jake, what are you doing? Why haven't we had sex yet? Do you just want to be friends? Because honestly, I have enough friends. Where are you right now? <laughs> the first time I saw that scene, Nicole. I'm a little bit ashamed, but not at all ashamed to say that I rewound it. Maybe, I don't know, a conservative uh, <laughs> guess is seven times. Yeah, I, I, you know, brought it back um, <laughs> at least twice. All right, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> rewind! Um, <laughs> I'm such and, a pub. I'm so sorry. It's not just like seeing what he was doing in that moment, you know, but... But the fact that he was like, where are you right now? Like, she challenged him, and he was up for the challenge, and I like that shit. Like, that's that's what I want. Like, if I text a dude, and I'm like, where where are you? What's going on? What's up? Come through. I want him to be like, sure. I'm yeah. on my way. Right. How, how can I be of service to you? Wow, wow. You know? I like that. So that's yeah. what appealed to me. I mean, obviously, yes, yeah, seeing him with the black woman in a way that I had not seen him before mm. was uh, crucial yeah. <laughs> in the development of my Jason Sudeikis thirst. But um, mm. I just, that's what I, I like. Yeah. And when it comes to hookups, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So, yeah. yes. No, I was very, what I like about that scene, beyond obviously the uh, obvious, um, <laughs> the, the aesthetics mm-hmm. of it, is he's kind of talking he's got like an ear he's got an earbud in his ear and he's kind of holding the the mic near his mouth and he goes where are you right now i don't know what it is right but what the way he's holding yeah the thing and he he stops short like he's walking and then suddenly he stops mm-hmm. and he goes where are you right now the next scene is of course a wonderful montage of beautiful slightly damp sweaty flesh it's yes. fantastic but Hello. really <laughs> but really for me it's the way he just like go stock still yes the focus he's focused the there you focus, go the fact that he is holding the mic to his mouth because he's like i want you to hear everything that i'm about to say <laughs> exactly don't listen to the sounds the around background me noise. anybody yes. got time yes focus on what my lips are doing yes i was just like <laughs> that's nice <laughs> like a really unarticulate just kind of like <laughs> that's great it's it's very moving he's very and the thing is he's very good in this film he's kind of like towing that line between 
cocky and yeah. like vulnerable yeah. and like you know he's a man's man etc whatever the fuck that means right. but like he is not afraid to be tender with Lainey like they right. are such good friends and they take care of one another yes and I just want to say very quickly to our white listeners out there it is not racist to mention someone's race okay oh, God, yeah. so in that m- moment where he's like she's black Maybe it was irrelevant, but he really was trying to just paint a picture of this woman in the same way that he would have said, yeah, I was with this blonde girl. You know, I was with this redhead. I was with the black woman. You know, I mean, maybe he could have described her in a different way. True. But. But she's black. She's so black. black. It's okay. She's not it, even a woman of color. She's a black woman. Yes, it's okay. Yes. yes. Shout out to that PSA, Nicole. I appreciate that. He's He's got this energy about him. And we spoke about this when we were talking in the Hot Priests episode, where we kind of just nailed this feeling of just when someone has uh, an almost, almost tangible crackle mm. about them. Mm-hmm. Like, he just does so much. With so little words. Yes. He's, there's something about him. He's so intense. He's so intense. Softly intense. Yes, the good kind. Yes. <laughs> Not so like, oh my God, is he going to kill me? Yes. Intense. And before we move on from uh, our first Jason to our second Jason, he's also the part of a very iconic <laughs> TV quote mm-hmm. uh, from a TV show called 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. And it is, in fact, a quote that we ourselves have used on this here first show. Yes. Nicole, <laughs> remind the first buckets where we use this. This um was on the episode Zaddies. Uh, <laughs> the worst word. But it was describing a very special man. Uh let's run that clip, please. What you wanna order for lunch today? Don't cheat it on a bed of rice. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. First of all, the deeply accent. racist. Yes. <laughs> racist. The accents are terrible. Truly. However. However. I don't I don't know who wrote that little bit, but Jason Sudeikis' delivery <laughs> of saying Don Cheadle on a bed of rice. He has, number one, been around some uh, Caribbean black women. Listen, that was some peak observation. So shout out to you, Jason, with your terrible Jamaican accent. We're grateful that you exist in this universe and are making comedy and also not comedy and doing amazing, sweetie. Okay. Now let's talk about Jason Mazukis. <laughs> this wild-haired, wild-eyed, wild-bearded. <laughs> I feel like he's wild everywhere all the same, time. Same. You know what? Actually, I think that he is probably quite calm in his real life. Oh, you do? You know, like at home. I feel like he's just like Oh, at home, yeah. Yeah. All right. You know? Yes. That's <laughs> I feel like he's quite calm and just knows when to turn it on. I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. He's, he reserves the wild for performance. Yes, yes. But in reality, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. He has like I, a little voice. Yeah. I think, you know, he knows that that shit would get on somebody's nerves, uh, you know, if he was doing the Rafi character all the time from the league, if he was doing um, Adrian Pimento from Brooklyn Nine-Nine all the time. Mm. Those characters, which are wild and we appreciate them on the shows, but I'm sure in real life, they're just like, dude, calm down. Right, 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 right. Do we need to put you in like an NA situation? <laughs> like what's going on? Listen, I love Jason Manzikas so much. Um, I've, if, you go, if you go search my name on Twitter and you search <laughs> with Jason, it's me just admitting very quietly to myself 
how much I fancy Jason Manzikas. Mm-hmm. I cannot, I can't stress enough how deep my affection slash thirst for him goes. I just know that if I were to spend some time with him, I would end up doing that creepy thing of staring into his eyes and hoping he'd say, hey, let's run away together. Because that's what I want mm-hmm. so deeply. So there's a tweet from 2017, um, <laughs> which is not the first time I tweeted about him, but you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I was clearly in the middle of something. I'd been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and it was an episode with his character, Adrian Pimento. Mm-hmm who is a returning cop who has been undercover, deep undercover, and it's kind of addled his mind a little bit. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, it just tickles me just to I, think great. of him. He's so great. So he's, <laughs> there's a bit where they talk about him um, flashing back. Um, and he's... I'm <laughs> sorry, stop going. But he often breaks into uncontrolled screaming, which they guess... <laughs> It's a side effect of whatever the fuck he's seen out in the field being deep undercover. There's a great scene of him playing hopscotch with some neighborhood kids in Brooklyn. And all the while he's hopping in the little squares and he's screaming the whole time. His eyes are wide. (laughs) His hair is big and he's jumping and hopping and he's like, ah, the whole time. (laughs) So I tweeted about this in October 2017 and I just said, I just remember Jason Mansuka screaming and started laughing again before whispering to myself mid-laugh, God, I fancy him so much. And that is the encapsulation <laughs> of my feelings about Jason Mansuka. I just, I just love him, man. What's interesting about um, Mazukas is he has um, said that he is 100% Greek, but I look like I could be Indian or Middle Eastern or Hispanic. If it's ethnic, they'll try and put me in it. Right. And when I first saw him, he was playing a Latino character named Rafi on the show called The League on mm-hmm. FX, which was about... Um, these men's fantasy football uh, league. And he was the brother of Nick Kroll's um, character's wife. So he was so strange. Super strange. Super strange. Just weird and wild. So I want to play this quick clip from The League where he is confronting Paul Shear's character about about a team. Mm -hmm. And he passes him a knife so that they can fight about how to rule this team. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Push the button. Boom. No. Now we're having a conversation. What do I need a knife to run a team? To settle lineup disputes. No, we do that with our words. No, words are bullshit. They're just useless sounds that we make with our stupid mouths. Okay. This is how stuff gets done. Here you go. Take back the knife. Huge mistake. Now I have four deadly weapons on my body. Four? Yeah. Two knives, my dick, and this. You're not allowed to carry a gun. I am allowed to carry a gun if I don't tell anybody I have it. It's called a concealed weapon. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Oh my God, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. Oh my God. He's so odd to de-escalate that situation with just a Merry Christmas. And he just went with it. He was just like, oh, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so, it's so, so funny. It is, oh my God. So I never really watched The League. I've only ever seen clips here and mm-hmm. there. But I remember there was one clip I saw where somebody described him as a homeless ethnic Santa Claus. Yes. And you saying that he plays multiple nationalities, different ethnicities, whatever race... It's kind of, I mean, on the one hand, I'm like, eh. Right. On the other, though, I'm like, such is the malleability 
of your complexion, sir, mm-hmm. and your hair and your whole situation. Mm-hmm. He fits any number of nationalities. He's played Italian. Right. He's played Greek. Yeah. He's played Cuban, I yeah. think. <laughs> he's played any any vaguely swarthy uh, gentleman. <laughs> it's like, hey, he's Manzuka's free. All right, get him in there. He's so, so funny. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about the things that make him so ethnically ambiguous. Mm, okay. So I've said this before. I enjoy a beard. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. his, when it grows big, it's just, I'm sorry to be so basic, but it grows big. <laughs> like it's wiry and it looks like, you know, mm-hmm. it looks like it has like really good tensile strength. Yeah, yeah. You know, it looks like a thick, it, it looks like a blanket. It's Right. It feels like it's something that you want to just like, mm, <laughs> just nuzzle. And I, I, I'm sorry to have made that sound on the air, but yes. like I just, I, that's how I felt. I'm just gonna go. It's just nice. It's he's, it's got a nice. It's, it's an. It looks like it has a nice texture, mm-hmm. and then. He often has like longish hair, so he lets right. his curls go, right. which I like a, a lot. Right, he has a strong head of what I would say two C curls. <laughs> <laughs> he's not using Miss Jessie's, but no. close. Uh huh. He's you know, you know maybe a little mixed chicks, a little mixed chicks, some carrot hair. Yeah, you know, yeah, keep that shit moisturized. Carol's daughter, Carol's fucking daughter. That's <laughs> Jason's drug of choice for his hair, right? But he's he he kind of has this look about him. That yes, he often plays wild and whatever, but when he plays, every, every so often he gets given a pair of glasses and mm, a suit, mm. and it tones him down from like you said, Muppet animal, yeah, all the way to just like oh, regular swarthy right. handsome guy, yeah, you're and a the, human being, you're a human being, yeah, you're not this dynamo, you're not like someone who's got a wind up tour. It's like all right now, wear yourself out. Mm-hmm. When he's playing straight, mm-hmm. it's actually really really good. Yeah. And part of the reason why it's so good is that he has this voice on him. It is so distinctive. Right. You will never not know it's him. <laughs> right. No one else has a voice like him. No. Like you hear that and if you're in another room, you're like, oh, that's Jason Manzikas. Yeah. Like it's no one else. It's a little raspy. Very. And Ugh. he knows how to pitch it high and then pitch it low. Yes. I wonder about the state of his vocal cords because he's often putting them in a big old workout um, when he's doing like the kind of high energy, low energy, high energy. I'm like, that's, listen, go right. check that there aren't any nodes on your vocal cords. <laughs> he's doing a lot of work there. But I think there's something... Um, um, very attractive about somebody who again is kind of like wild and unfettered yeah and then they take you down several notches and you're like oh still just as attractive yeah i'm on board with that yeah and there we have a clip of him explaining why the characters that he plays these loose cannons as he calls them um appeal to so many people and that why he keeps getting these roles there's a <laughs> bit of like there's also a bit of like crazy energy to a lot of the characters that I play, but but with like some sort of emotional Heart. underpinning yeah. that I feel like is important. I'm not just playing monsters. I'm I'm hope I'm playing monsters that you sympathize with, that you like, that you like. I always get. I'm always happy when people are like think a character that I played is crazy or insane and hilarious or nuts, but also like they feel for him. Yeah. That they also are like, but I'm rooting for him. That's that I feel like is a very a pretty great place to be You're for, the a, for a character. I think there's nowhere where that is more clear than in the Netflix show Big Mouth. Right. So he plays a <laughs> he plays a teenage kid called Jay Bilzerian. And Jay is a, a mess. He yeah. is like this child who is more or less uh, neglected by his family. His mm-hmm. mother is kind of checked out. His father is 
horrid. He's yeah. a divorce lawyer yeah. who clearly hates women. Yeah. His two older brothers are sociopaths. Bullies. I mean, awful bullies. Truly the worst people. And Jay is like this kid who should be utterly damaged and yet is still somehow really sweet at times and desperate for love and affection. Right. He's also like the most oversexed kid in the world. Like his every thought. Yeah is tailored to sexual gratification. Yes, as Jay is figuring out his sexual identity, you know, he's uh, constantly saying really inappropriate shit. Like, he's just, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he's a little creep. Yeah, that's Uh, his calling card. He's a creep. Yeah. Yeah. So there is this scene um, in this episode called Girls Get Horny 2. And Jesse, who is the, um, one of the young girls in in the crew, she has um, worn a red bra to school. Yes, it's a great episode. It's a fantastic <laughs> episode. Uh, and Jay is trying to uh, explain to the guys what her red bra means. So, we know girls read the book because it makes them horny. And we know Jesse is reading the book. Ergo, Jesse is horny. And she's wearing a red bra, which means she wants us to know she's horny. Or she just likes the bra. The bra isn't a bra. It's a signal. Okay, let's say it is a signal. What do we even do with that? Yeah, I don't see what we can do with that. We can relieve Jesse of her horniness by touching her boobs. She'll be grateful. I know if I was walking around with a red bra on my dick, I'd want somebody to touch my dick, right? You're a little fucking freak. I like hanging out with you. <laughs> what a waste. I love oh him. Oh my god. He's terrible He's and awful. great. <laughs> he is awful. He's an awful teenage boy. Now, I haven't seen him on The Good Place. Because I, I only watched like the first season, He's honestly. Great. He brings a very fantastic, chaotic energy. He's basically a creation mm. of Janet's. Um, and he, he doesn't have very, very, it's very crucial. He doesn't have um, any sexual organs. In place of what you might expect to be a penis, he has wind chimes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and sometimes when he walks, you can hear the wind chimes kind of chiming. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a lot. There are wind chimes where my ding dong should be. I can work with that. He's kind of uh, he's kind of like a malfunctioning creation. So when he tries to have uh, a martini, for example, there's no liquid, but there's like 17 olives in the glass. Like he gets things not quite right. (laughs) I'm thinking about him and I'm laughing just thinking about him. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very strange power that he has over me where I I think about Jason Mantzoukas and I just burst out laughing. Honestly, I look at him and I'm just kind of like, what a good time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I do, like I said earlier, I do think that he is very calm in Mm. his like non-professional life. I think that... He has learned when to turn it on and off. And I, you know, maybe that's part of what keeps him from burning out because I think a lot of comedians, um, you know, don't really know how to go off because they know that people expect them to be funny all the time. People expect the show all the time. But, you know, when he's giving these interviews, you can tell that he is answering in a reasonable way. He is. I like him a lot. And I think I was thinking about the podcast that he does. Um, How did this get made? Mm-hmm. Um, And he's often just like, again, very funny and whatnot. But again, very thoughtful. It's clearly thinking about a lot of stuff. Has an interest in the cinematic arts, mm. which, you know, so am I. I'm into that too, Jason. Um, I'm yeah. genuinely in awe of his very genuine talent. And again, that slow build of a career yeah. that makes you kind of sit up and take notice and listen he's done some stinkers um such is the nature of comedy where right. you're like you did that what? right yeah huh? 
But on the other hand, he's done all these amazing, funny little things. And he turns up, he does TV, he does film. Mm -hmm. It's kind of indiscriminate. (laughs) Wherever he ends up, he'll Mm -hmm. take a job, basically. The Nigerian in me respects that. That's a hustler. (laughs) All right. I'm like, all right, listen, we'll never go hungry, Jason. He reminds me a little bit of our conversation about Bobby Cannavale, where, Mm. you know, he's the garnish on what's happening. Like, when he pops up, you're going to be like, okay, we're in for some shit now. (laughs) What's about to go down? (laughs) And then he looks into the camera and he delivers. Delivers. Yes. That's Bay. Yes. I love that about Jason. Imagine, <laughs> imagine having both Jasons at your disposal and you could just pick and choose on the day. Hey, wow. you'd be funny this way. No, you'd be funny the other way. Wow. All right. Are you oh. in a little daze? Uh, yes. All right. Come out of that daze right now, young lady. we got a show to do. <laughs> Nicole. Yes, Bim. You know, we've been back now for quite a few weeks. I know. And we've covered the greatest hits. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. do a redacted every single week. Right. We do fanfic wars every week. Right. Something has been missing, though. I know. And I've really missed it a lot. And we're going to bring it back right now. Nicole, tell me what we're bringing back. We're bringing back Thirst Sommelier. Yay! <laughs> I love me a Thirst Sommelier service. I'm talking as if we're not the people actually doing the service. Right. I'm excited every time. Because you know what? It allows us to delve into our many thirst uh, imaginations. Right. Our files. Yes. Our little Rolodex of <laughs> thirst. Oh, wow. That's merchandise that we need to actually figure out. A Rolodex of thirst. So we're excited Thirst Sommelier is back. Yes. Tell me, Nicole, what is the Thirst Sommelier service? Okay. Obviously, a sommelier is a person who, you know, you tell them... I'm interested, this is the kind of wine that I typically like, or, you know, this is what I don't like. What are your recommendations? Right. We're not talking about wine. No. We're talking about a thirst object. There you go. So you call us and let us know, hey, I used to like this guy. I used to like this woman. I used to like this person. For whatever reason, I need something new. I need Mm -hmm. someone new. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe they've become too problematic. Mm. Maybe you've just matured and you realize that, you know, maybe you shouldn't be liking a cartoon bear anymore. That's 2019 in a nutshell, bro. (laughs) So maybe you want to move on to a human bear. Oh, my God. You know, hey, (laughs) we're here to let you know some options for you. There you go. Not every day red meat, red wine. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thirst Sommelier, tell us, you know, what your taste is. Or what you're looking for to expand your taste. And we got you. There you go. And on that note, we have a message from Jada who mm. needs um, who needs us to fill the holes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> she needs us to fill the holes in her life by her attraction to Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Hi, ladies. I love you both. Um, my name is Jada, and I'm looking for a bad boy, good man. So one of the people that I am projecting all my romantic ideas onto right now currently is Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I feel like he's a good he's a good example of kind of like, I don't know, he's just not a typical goody two-shoes guy, but he has this roughness about him, but in the end is really soft and sweet. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. And I and I'm hoping that you guys are able to come up with somebody that I haven't already <laughs> projected everything onto <laughs> in the past. Anyways, thank you so much. Bye. 
Um, I love that request so much. I love how self-conscious she sounds. Like, listen, all right, okay. I don't normally, I'm not the kind of person who normally calls and leaves a message. Right. But I love that you did, Jada. So thanks for calling in. Thanks for leaving again. Look at that. A masterclass in a brief message. Yes. Shout out to you, Jada. Spot on. Listening to instructions and then employing those instructions. Shout out to you. So, Nicole. Shia yes. LaBeouf, I see that you made a, a terrible uh, <laughs> <laughs> reference to one of his earlier movies, Holes, Yes, in your introduction. Yes. I will never forgive you for it. <laughs> but I think Jada's, Jada's request is basically she's looking for someone who is mostly soft and sweet, but has a rough kind of exterior. There's a roughness about them. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a couple of suggestions. Nicole, do you want to go first with who you're thinking? I do have a couple of suggestions. Okay. Okay, to, you know, add to a little Shia flavor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're a little more mature than Shia, so I hope that's okay. That probably helps, actually. Yeah. So the first person is Mikhail Heisman. All right, now. Now, now you may be like, who in the hell is that? And I completely... understand because he never looks the same in any role that he plays he really is a man of a thousand faces he absolutely is he was on nashville the tv show Uh he was on game of thrones he was on game of thrones he was in the film the age of adeline he was in irreplaceable you another film with gugu and bathero yes which was a very interesting film there you go (laughs) Solid adjective choice there. He was in Orphan Black. He is the one of the leads in The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Every time you see him, he looks different. He knows right. how to, um, you know, be clean shaven when he grows the beard out. And be beardstrous. Yes. Uh, he's got a thick, thick brown hair that, like... He can do anything with. Sometimes yeah. it's kind of wavy, not quite curly, but like, again, just calling for the fingers. And, <laughs> you know, again, these roles, because he's changing his appearance, obviously, for these roles, he's also changing the type of character that he's playing. Right. So that's when you can get those, you know, bad boys with a little heart to them a little softness to them shout out to game of thrones yes then you you know then you have the guy that's kind of manipulative which is what his character was on nashville he was you know kind of a dick um (laughs) but still hot right still like look look (laughs) it's something about him um so mikhail heisman that's a solid choice i think i think that's actually you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna incorporate him into my own thirst diet so Mm, thank you for mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, thanks nicole mm -hmm. appreciate that and my second choice is again someone again you may not be too familiar with but his name is zach mcgowan and he played on the tv show called black sales listen a classic from the stars network Listen, um, okay, on Black Sales, he played Charles Vane. He's also, you know, been on The 100. He has been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's been on The Walking Dead. Like, he's had these little, you know, significant roles, quick little, like, three episodes here, six mm-hmm. episodes here, those, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Again, dark-haired, beard, uh, he definitely looks rough and tumble-ish, yeah. you know? Like, he's going to throw you around. <laughs> you know, if that's your thing, if yeah. that's your thing. And even if not, he knows how to be soft. Again, if you haven't seen Black Sails, check it out. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. If you have access to a Stars Network thing, watch it because his character does that beautiful 
protector of women kind of thing, even though sometimes he's a little with it. (laughs) Like it's um, he's a little it's of the times because, you know, or whatever we think those times may be because he's a pirate. Right. So, you know, he has no laws there's no rules that he's following um so sometimes he says some stuff that you probably you know it's gonna make you cringe a little bit but then he can be very tender in the same in that same moment so uh mikhail heisman zach mcgowan okay try those two solid choices there and actually zach mcgowan kind of looks like uh shia they have mm-hmm. a similar brow situation mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. my choice is um a lot more uh white bread it is ben foster <laughs> Now, you may have seen Ben Foster, if you are of a similar age to me, young lady, you may have seen him in uh, Get Over It for the first time. This is back in 2001, opposite uh, Keston Dunst, such as the the level of uh, <laughs> research that goes into this stuff. But he, since then, has carved out a very kind of weird, wonderful career where he plays guys who are often over the top and do a lot. He, he's often wearing a beard. He often has a, a wild look in his eye and he uh, he does accent work, which usually makes me kind of go, eh, all right, we get it. You're an actor. But he's very good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things he's ever done was in 2016, um, Hello High Water, where he plays opposite Chris Pine and he's just magnetic. I mean, Chris Pine is also doing amazing work in that movie. So it's a good, thirsty movie all around. But Ben Foster in particular, he's like a little... Uh, He's not very tall. Um, he's he, he's kind of built like a like a wind up toy. There's a lot mm. of like energy, lots of kinetic energy just under the surface. And if you just kind of let him go off, he kind of like zoots. He's kind of uh, intense, uh, mm. but in a really cool way. And what I really like about him is that you know he takes the craft of acting very seriously, etc. But also he seems like someone who has a lot of fun. So mm. like there's like an intensity to him, but he's also kind of sweet. And if you're looking, you know, into his personal life, like listen, I think he knows how to love. Like he has a wife, <laughs> he has a child. Before marrying Laura Prepon, he was uh, engaged twice to Robin Wright. So I'm like, listen, he, he's older lady, younger lady, Ben's on it. So yeah, I'm just I, saying. I liked him in um, Ain't Them Body Saints. Uh-huh. which starred uh, Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Mm. And um, you get to see, again, that kind of good guy protector, but he's not anybody to mess with vibe. Right. So yeah. I feel you on that. Thank you very much. Okay. So, Jada, I hope those three options freed up some space for you to go forth and uh, explore new thirsts. <sighs> All right. Let's get into these drabbles. I am so... Uh, interested to find out who you wrote about. I think I know. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Listen, the Jason I'm talking about is Jason Manzoukas. Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so resigned. You're like, who else? <laughs> I am not surprised. Without further ado, mm-hmm. let's get into it, Jason. The ancient pipes clanged noisily as Jason puttered around the kitchenette. It was well afternoon and I had felt him get up minutes before. Now I could hear him humming something tuneless as he clattered around the wooden island. In time, the scent of fresh hot coffee wafted through the cabin, preceded by the unmistakable sizzle of the mocha pots on the two-burner hob. Even muffled by the duvet over my head, I heard the scrape of the knife as it went through the sourdough loaf, then the pop of the toaster, 
and finally the unmistakable sound of butter being spread through the four corners of toast. A moment later, I felt the dip of the mattress beneath his weight and his hand searching for the edge of the bedding. You need to wake up, he said, as he located it and gently pulled it away from my face. His eyes were bright. He had not shaved in the eight days we'd been here in this little cabin on our annual jaunt to the edge of the world, well, upstate New York, and the effect was swoonworthy, still. He borrowed his head next to mine on the pillow, rooting around until I curled into his neck. Uh-huh. There's toast, he said, in a sing-song lilt. And coffee, he added, as more enticement. When I still didn't budge, he changed tack. If you get up now, I'll read you something later. Pride and prejudice, I said immediately. And before he could agree, I threw in a caveat. And you have to do all the voices. All of them. <laughs> Even Mrs. Bennett, he asked. Especially Mrs. Bennett. Without missing a beat, he said, she's a very headstrong, foolish girl, in a high-pitched voice. <laughs> and I dissolved into giggles. He always knew how to make me laugh. Aww. That's so sweet. I mean, that's not what I want to do with Jesse Manzikas, <laughs> but... <laughs> that's so sweet, That's the second though. thing I want to do with Jason Manzikas. It's a very sweet... Breakfast in bed situation. Yes. But, mm. eh, that's not all I want to do. <laughs> Listen. Oof, Jason. <sighs> what a potent little thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I understand. Thank you. I understand. Thank you for being on my team. I have an inkling as to the Jason that you have chosen. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? That is a giggle from your throat. Are you okay? Yes, I'm good. Yes, yes. You said that with a little smile. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Are you now? Yes, I am. Oh, all right, Tennessee. Let's know, take it, it away. Came out. Um, yeah, so I wrote about Sudeikis. I'm shocked. Uh-huh. By shocked, I mean not even a little bit. Uh, okay, I'm just going to pop into it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> Sudeikis, I am not having this discussion again with you. I shout through the kitchen window into the backyard. Jason turns from the grill and jabs a set of tongs in my direction. Look, Perkins, I can make potato salad as well as anyone else. I turn off the kitchen sink faucet and head outside, wiping my hands on a towel, twisting it so I don't twist his neck. When I reach him, he lowers the cover on the grill and slides the tongs onto the little side rack. I poke a finger into his chest. Stick to the grill, pal. Store-bought would be better than that mayonnaise conduit you call a potato salad. (laughs) He tilts his head at me, eyes giving me a quick up and down before his mouth tilts. You want to fight about it, he asks, his eyes warming to the color of nighttime mischief. He jerks his head to indicate the soft grass around us. We can wrestle right here. I got time. My eyes are drawn to his basketball shorts, and I can tell he thinks he has all the time in the world. The end. Basketball (laughs) shorts, you actual demon. Tis the season, Nicole. Tis the motherfucking season. (sighs) (laughs) Wow. I have one question for you. Yes. What's up with that? (laughs) I'm trying to find out. (laughs) In the spirit of sharing with the thirst buckets, we will put a poll up on our Twitter Mm -hmm. and you get to think about which Jason really floats your boat this week via our (laughs) drabbles and then set sail on said ship with said Jason. Um, Will it be 
Nicole sneaking in some fucking basketball shorts? <laughs> or will it be me in the cabin with no telly but a bunch of books? Mm. It's up to you. There are no losers. None at all. We are all winners. You know, we're just here to have a good time. That's all we're here for. And Nicole, where can people find this poll? They can find it Friday. You know, we like to let you sit and marinate in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) You can go to our Twitter account at Thirst Aid Kit and vote Friday after this episode comes out. Right. First Aid Kit is a Slate production produced by Sher Vincent and us, Bim Adewunmi and Nicole Perkins. The senior managing producer of Slate Podcast is June Thomas and the editorial director is Gabriel Roth. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thirst Aid Kit and we are Tennessee Whiskey Woman, that's T-N, Whiskey with an E, Woman and Bimadu. Plus we're on Tumblr at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. You can send us questions over there and you know what? Sometimes we'll even answer. If you listen live and you tweet about it, please use the hashtag TACPOD, that's T-A-K-P-O-D, so we can see your thirsty feelings in real time. You can also send us emails about the show to thirstaidkit at slate.com. If your current crush slate is looking a little stale and you need to refresh your thirst palate, allow us to recommend something new and full-bodied. Thanks to our Thirst Sommelier service, call and leave a brief message at 510-984-4778. That's 510-9-THIRST. Please remember, this is a message service for Thirst Sommelier only. Not a line for you to recommend thirst objects to us because we do not take requests. We do not take requests. (laughs) Non-U.S. thirst buckets, please send us a short voice note via email. Again, we're at thirstaidkit at slate.com. If you like what you hear and you have the time, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and a star rating. I don't know, how about five stars? Yeah, that sounds correct. Please and thank you. (laughs) We'll be back next week with more thirst and we'll see you then. Bye. And I'm going to tell you a quick, like, a, it's very quick. All right. I used to hook up with this guy that I nicknamed Sudeikis oh, because God. he looked like him. Okay. I miss him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. All, that's all I'm going to say. That's all you need to say. <laughs>